It has real hair, real human hair, and the face of it is the open coconut. You're supposed to feed it chicken legs and bathe it in flour and limau kasturi water. Fuck. So, so specific. Yeah. Yes. Were you hanging around <laughs> Thai pubs a lot? No, or? man. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Thai pubs, I'm going to tell you a story about uh, later on, maybe, uh, okay. a young kid who dabbled into Thai magic. <coughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Drunken Ramblings podcast, where we meet interesting people from all walks of life and share stories over a beer or two, or three, or four. Hey, should I open the bottle of whiskey, guys? I'm Ernie. I'm Joel. And I'm Ivan. Listen to our show Neat on the Rocks, but best with good company. And now that we're all here, let's bring out the beer. And today on the show, we have Supernatural Confessions, Eugene and Sonia. What's up? Hey. <laughs> yeah, I reached out to you guys because uh, actually we wanted to do like a sort of a haunted theme for the eighth, uh, Hungry Ghost Month. Yeah. Perfectly. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us here. It's uh, when you reach out to me, you know, it was uh, when I, I saw I, I saw your email, uh, I got to say the word drunken ramblings really got to me. <laughs> and I said, yes, this is the people that we mm-hmm. talk you, to. You have the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've been rejected by a lot of people who are just like, just purely on our name. And and we wanted to get politicians on as well, but I think with this name, it's very hard. <laughs> la. <laughs> I think we have the same problem with the supernatural yeah, word. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like what you guys, um, I totally feel how you guys feel when you get rejected all the time. Because when you talk about topics like supernatural and the name like supernatural confessions, it's, you know, you're not going to get people who would say yes to you most of the time. Mm. Uh, you know, firstly, supernatural in Singapore in this day and age, uh, it's a taboo topic. Nobody wants to talk about there is a stigma attached to mm. it. So, like, um, just a bit on how you guys started. Okay. How, how did it happen? <clears throat> okay. So the truth is, I was extremely afraid of spirits and ghosts. Right. Uh, I I was not this way for all my life where I'm excited about ghosts. Mm-hmm. But in 2012 to 2014, I had a personal experience where I was going through a two years worth of uh, f- phenomenal experiences that I cannot explain. I cannot reconcile my head. Wow, two years it, is long because normally yeah. it's a once-off event. You see something, you run away. But two years. Yeah, so to see something and run away, that, that is actually very, you know, that's a blessing because you have a taste of it and then you go off and you can tell a story. But two years, you have got to come face to face with the things that you see and we don't want to believe we want to hear stories like you guys sit there and you hear the ghost stories you go wow yeah. but if it happens to you you start to question your sanity uh, so, so, what happened were you hanging around <laughs> Thai pubs a lot no or? man oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of Thai pubs I'm going to tell you a story about uh, later on maybe uh, okay. a young kid who doubled into Thai magic and then I went down to his house and I had to deal with that so full on ghost story mode that one yeah but for this it was a possession case and uh, I was seeing things like footprints on, on the floor oh, shit. TV turned on and off by itself uh, on possession Hollywood style right and then I, I felt the need to tell a story to tell to get it off my chest a uh, form of closure and I, I wrote a book uh, I didn't care whether people believe me or not because at that point in time if you go up to, to anyone on the streets your friends and you say hey I, I, I met a ghost people is either going to laugh be interested and not in a way that can help be helpful to you mm. or the general answer is Xiao yeah, right? and so I thought I would write it into a book because then it's a one way right? I write it there you read it you believe it or not I don't care it's up to right? so after the book was published and it sold uh, it went bestseller for the first first nice. few months and people started emailing me started calling me and says they got story to tell as well I said okay sure and see these people when they, when they contacted me it's not for fame it's not for money it's just to tell a story and then you could yeah exactly they just want to share then you got to ask yourself why because I know how it feels to just get it off my chest and when these people share their story it gets it off their chest to someone who can empathize with them then I said okay so I started on a Facebook page for people to share 
uh, and all the confessions start coming in, emails. Uh, and because they were good confessions, then you also find people who enjoy reading ghost stories. Mm. And that's where the, the readers come in. And we always say on our site, right, this is a place for people to confess. Whether nice. their story is true or not, we don't give a fuck. So yeah. Can I say fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Because it is real to you. Like, yeah. you know, Ivan, if you, if you face something and you want to share with me, I'm in no position to tell you whether what you felt was right or not because yeah. it's real to you. And we respect that out of all the stories that come in. Yeah. And people who come in and read the stories, we say, you know what, if you don't believe, just scroll the fuck on. Just scroll on. Yeah. You don't need to be here. Right? We're not writing for you. Mm. We're writing for the people who confess. If you want to read, you're a happy bystander, the happy recipient of this. Mm. And so people started respecting that culture. So as we start to grow, you, you will see that although we have uh, people who come in and we are all skeptical we're all skeptics of a different level to right. a certain degree right yes and we always say we don't debunk stories what do we do no, we offer an alternative opinion or an alternative view mm. yeah. mm. could something else have happened should we science it first before mm. we fall back to the supernatural and that's what you get today so it's, it's a platform where people can share their experiences you get people from all walks of life coming in to learn about all these taboos mm. these superstitions and you get other people coming in with their two cents worth of what it could have been yes. and why this is important is you don't want to go through life just being fearful of everything yeah. and when you get alternative reasoning somehow it just kind of bolster your confidence a little yeah, bit I think that's, 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 and that's it encourages nice, yeah. it, it encourages dialogue yeah, you know so that, that entire discussion. Exactly, it's more than just like sharing ghost stories. You know, you build, you guys build a community yeah, that people yes. can freely share what they want and they feel heard. Mm. You know, I don't want to keep all these things inside me. It's very. It's, but at it's the same time, it has to be a safe space. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So that's one thing we guarantee our people is safe space, mm. and we take a zero tolerance attitude to people who come in and try to be troll or just shut people down. Mm. It's okay to disagree. Mm. But it's not okay to come in and say, oh, you're an idiot, you're a fucked up, you know, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. bullshit. No, then this is like straight belt ban. Yeah, nice. Yeah. 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 Going back to your, your book, you wrote your book back in 2014, yeah. right? And you said you experienced two years of this supernatural things. Yeah. That only that happened for two years only. Two like years. Pre- before, that hap- before the two years, you didn't experience anything. Well, you know, in army, um, I had this famous story where I came face to face with a pochong, uh, bit shake. Uh, in primary school I, I, I thought I saw something obviously the years have, mm. have gone by so far that I cannot be sure what I see is yeah when you're young you don't really know right yeah. Yeah. and then could yeah. it have been a figment of your imagination exactly. yeah. so, so a lot of things that we experience as we grow older we, we tell ourselves no lah maybe mm. it's not you know but when you have two years straight up uh, it's very hard for you to pretend that it didn't happen so it, how do you guys you know, become a podcast from the book well we needed to tell a story like we, when we read all these stories sometimes we feel that it deserves a voice yeah. right uh, so that's where the podcast came about we tell the stories we didn't we didn't always start off dissecting things we told a story and then people would question us or ask us questions and then we feel like actually there's a lot of curiosity out there a lot of mm. uh, people love ghost stories people right? love ghost stories right <laughs> and so then we started talking about them and then we had to bring in different hosts with different point of views because mm. there's no point everyone just saying the same thing yeah yeah yeah, and so that's that's where what Sony fun and I is, came about. Yeah, <laughs> what fun is there in that, right? Yeah. If everyone's just gonna go, oh, it's all the hunt. But I would say that actually Sonia has the toughest job. <laughs> she and I, she has a tougher job to to. Um, to come up with an alternative point of view because it's always easier to go it's the hantu <laughs> that's, that's the easiest thing to say isn't it just yeah. fall back on that but um, it, to science it to have different kind of a reasoning I don't come from that background mm. 
uh, I'm a teacher. Oh, okay. So for me, it's always going to be, there has to be another way of explaining this, this mm. phenomena, right? Mm. Uh, so I, I do the science bit and then I get shot down by the three boys. <laughs> Not so, all the time. If you watch our live show, uh, sometimes I get over, uh, overwritten by the boys. <laughs> so yeah. Sonia is the only skeptic in the whole group, is it? Or? I wouldn't even call myself a skeptic. Mm. Uh, I've always been sensitive. I didn't realize how sensitive until I started going out with them. Oh, so okay. uh, Supernatural Confessions has a vertical called Supernatural Confessions Recon. Mm. And we are a team of people that go out and investigate certain places, places with a dark past. Oh my. Yes. <laughs> wow, okay. I, th- I thought it was just a simple pitch, but no, you're going out ghost hunting. Wow. <laughs> yes. So, you know, these places all have a, a dark history uh, that's linked to heritage sometimes and a past. Mm. And because of that, I would get headaches in certain areas and I never knew I would feel mm. the pressure changes until I started hanging out with you guys. Oh, oh so you get headaches because get of headaches. pressure changes? I can feel in the an... energy change in the place oh. and it affects me and then I get a headache. So I'm sort of the barometer. I'm the canary that goes down into the mines. Oh my gosh, okay. It's like a skill set, right, in a way. Like, you, yes. do you have that, that same thing as well? Like, do you get headaches when you enter? So? Uh, no. So, why I make a good paranormal investigator is I am oblivious to all these signs. And it's and usually quiet for a good investigator to not be sensitive to anything because you want to be able to go in and document what you find without having your own mm. uh, yeah, biased opinions. Oh, I'm having a headache, therefore it must be, right? So, right. if I go in and I absolutely feel nothing but everyone else feels feel something I can then go in and document with a clear mind mm. yes. and if I you see you remain objective correct. objective yes. ah. do you use that like EM scanner which people use for beep, ghost beep, hunting yeah. right? like, does it actually oh. work or? <laughs> <laughs> you know I, when you oh. ask the right question because sensitive um, so this is uh, it's called uh, EMF electromagnetic field mm-hmm. and is, is one of the most commonly used device and equipment in paranormal research field where we go out into haunted places and we use this device to detect whether spirit uh, or spiritual energy is nearby right. mm. uh, the understanding is that spirits <clears throat> they are all energy source and they will be able to interact with electronic devices okay. and why I laughed when you asked that question <laughs> was the, 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 our resident so called skeptic in this case we call her <laughs> super rational yeah. she went to a location I, I would not be able to disclose the location and it was haunted and she had a full on communication yes no spike wow. with an entity and it's on video wow oh my yes. god and, and it, would, it only seemed to want to communicate with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because once I passed the meter back, then there was no readings, nothing. But once wow, he passed it back strange. to me, then it started responding. Wow, so that it was very freaky because, mm. you know, um, it is said that there's a very big energy drain on all mm-hmm. the electrical devices, including cameras and phones, right? Yeah. Um, but there was nothing that could explain me holding it yeah. and the spikes. Mm. Correct. So I need, I need to, to quantify certain things. When you do paranormal research, uh, we we have to strip ourselves bare of all electronic equipment. So, uh, so no, no phones, nothing on us, right? So a mm-hmm. camera, I mean, that, that camera that she's using will not cause any spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a building where there is no cables or electrical uh, cables left. And when I went back to the spot where she stood and I tested, there was nothing. Mm. And so, when she was holding it and it spiked, but not just spiked, because if it was a constant spike, like a meter goes out to three or five and it stays there, mm-hmm. then we can deduce that there is a constant uh, expulsion of electromagnetic field. Mm-hmm. Ergo, it must be a device somewhere perhaps that we can't see. Or right. an underground cable. Yeah. Mm. But right. when it's zero and you goes, give me a yes and... Give me a yes, no answer. Yes for a spike or two spikes. 
and wow. no just remove stay, stay dormant and it gives you intellectual intelligent answers responses mm-hmm. yes and you gotta kind of start questioning like <laughs> how, how do you science this guys so it cannot just be coincidence right it has so to be something else I guess the device really works then yeah like yeah. the moment you wow. ask it it spikes mm-hmm. right yeah a bit like a yes. Ouija, Ouija board kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get a yes, yeah. no, right? It's, it's just another form of getting a response out mm. of them, right? Because that's how they can communicate through that field. Oh my gosh. How do you feel at that point of time? I, did, I didn't have a headache. So I usually get a headache when I'm in areas like that. I didn't get a headache. It felt very clean. <laughs> Friendly ghost. Uh, I don't know. But the reason that I brought them where we went. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah sensitive places. We can't really say, tell you. Yeah. Um, because I felt something the day before mm. and I brought the team back and I said, okay, this is where I felt it. And there were other signs as well, not mm. just with the meter. Yeah. I saw flashes of light and I thought it was one of our team with their flashlights. And when I checked, everyone was here. So mm. who's there? Drunken Rambling Studios is bringing you a new series, Nansta, where we talk about food Nansta and eat good Nansta. <laughs> give some love to this new series where we talk about all things that go in the bed. So off the telly and give us some jelly. We cover the culture, impact, and styles that have shaped the way we consume food in Singapore today. So reach out and grab a bite with us. Oh man. And now back to the show. And on the fourth floor, I saw a shadow just stood there. Right, it stood there for a while. So I looked at it. I was like, well, the darkness looked a bit odd because it's like an extra black spot within a dark corridor. Mm. Yeah. And then that black spot moved in. And I'm like, oh! oh. I, I ran all the way there with my meter and it, it, it spiked, right? And I was like, Sonia, come over here! Oh, you know? She walked in and she felt a cold spot just moved past her from the right to the left. Yeah. See, things like that we actually accounted, but it's not on video. It's hard to record. Yeah. You know, how this, do you document this? This place is in Singapore, right? Yeah, I know you uh, can't disclose yeah. the place, yeah, but it's, it's in yeah. Singapore. It is here. It's, it's in Singapore. It's been... I, I think all we can say, it's been abandoned for a while. Oh, it's abandoned. Yeah, I was about yeah. to ask. Is it yes. but, but what are the things that made you all go there in the first place? Did somebody uh, call you? Or? No, I was there for another reason. Okay. So I'm into uh, old... Can we just say old places? Urbex. Urban exploration. Yeah. Okay. Here it goes. I'm also a guide, a nature guide, a hiking guide, oh, and, okay. and all of that. And I'm also very much into urbex. Urbex. Uh, urban, urban exploration, exploration oh, okay. of old abandoned buildings and stuff. Oh, okay. And I was invited to a place to tour it. And I, I had headaches. I felt certain things. And I told the team, I said, you guys have to come here. And I sought permission from the caretaker of the place to bring the team back in. Mm. And I did. Because mm. I said, I think you guys have to come here and have a look at this yeah. place. You just have the feeling, is it? Uh, yeah. So this place, it's, it's very large. It has several buildings. And when I got to the fourth building, on the first floor, facing the main doorway, I felt a mm. presence. Mm. Like, you know how your hair all stands? Mm. And the back of your neck? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm hairy. Right? So all my hair stood... <laughs> Oh my god Yes oh. And I, I felt it there And when I spoke to the caretaker He told me That's actually where a lot of stuff Has happened That spot that you were standing That spot So oh then gosh. I was like Aha He corroborated that story Remember when right? I stood there All checks out And mm. I felt someone Distinctively tap me Tap mm. tap on my left shoulder yes. Because I've been trained I don't just turn around and go Who's that right yeah. <laughs> I felt the tap tap I go like I, From the corner of my eye I saw like Okay one guy there One guy there yeah, Sonia's there yeah, Who's here. there <laughs> Right And I said Is anyone behind me And so they were like no. Nope I'm like, Okay <laughs> <laughs> right. I must say you guys are really crazy cause like you know spirits are there yet you pursue them and like chase, the, chase after yeah. them excitedly like most people will be like oh my god they're, yeah, you know, I'm worried that they might right, follow though. us yeah. or something yeah we, we don't turn around and run off 
me especially because I need to know. I've been in places where my camera tries to pick something up and I can mm-hmm. see a bit of a shimmer. And you know how some of this autofocus things work, right? Yeah. They pick something up, they try and focus in on it or zoom in on it and it just will not catch, it will not catch. And like I'm the kind that I will go because on. I need to know what the hell is that. Wow. Mm. Yeah. But aren't you guys worried like what if it's a evil spirit with bad uh. intentions? Like, like how do you know whether that spirit is good or bad and like you're risking yourself? You don't know. There's no, I mean, in, in some sense, in, in some way you can try to like do elimination but she's right. You don't no, because this thing can pretend <laughs> to be something that oh my you know, gosh! Uh, but but there are there are there are science, there are theories. But I want to quantify this. It's supernatural investigation is not science. There is no quantifiable doctrine that you can follow to the T. Mm-hmm. At best, you have like you know anecdotal evidence that you collate over the number of years, and you go like based on the signs that I have seen, this thing must be of this nature. But spirits are very smart. Mm-hmm. And they can always pretend to be something that you, you don't know. Mm. Yeah, and that's really the scariest crazy. part, actually. Yeah. Scariest part about bringing something home. That's the scariest thing. <sighs> because yeah. they do follow you. And I've mm. had that experience. After oh we did my. the courage test. Oh, what happened? They, you were there, what? The courage oh, test. Oh, we tell them about so yeah, We were yeah, invited. Like to know. Challenge, invited? What's the challenge? Uh, challenge. Challenge so, accepted. Yeah, another paranormal group. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll quote this group. They are very nice people, close friends of ours. Our crow goes adventurous. Okay. Uh, so it's run by Dato Crow as the founder. And he says, hey, hey on, on Facebook, it's like, I challenge Supernatural Confessions uh, to come on down and take the courage test, oh. right? Because <laughs> Supernatural Confessions, we're always behind the camera telling ghost stories, right? So yeah, it's like, yeah. come on out. Come into the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. And there were four challenges to have. Mm. Uh, and because of SC Recon, uh, what Sonia mentioned just now, there were Chichi, herself, me. Uh, oh, three challenges. Three challenges, right? Three. The, the mirror, the, the doll, the and the pochong. So I thought, hey, three of us, three challenges, why not? Mm. Right? So I brought yeah, them down. And somehow down. got involuntarily thrown into it. I'm like, I'm in. None of the challenges were assigned to us. Mm. It was picked. Really, luck of the... Draw. Luck of the draw. Oh. Yes, totally luck of the draw. And he hates mirrors. So that's the one that he got. He picked the mirror challenge where you stare into the mirror okay. and you comb a wig of real hair. Oh my. While chanting a mantra. Okay. An invocation actually into the mirror. So they lead you into an empty area. They have infrared cameras set up and they're watching you, but you're alone. They set everything up, they bring you in mm. there, you pick your challenge, you sit down, they get you comfortable, they tell you, they give you instructions, yep. and they walk. Oh my you have God. a walkie talkie, you're in there for an hour. Anything, if you need an extraction, you call, they'll mm. come get you. Mm. But otherwise, you're alone. So it's a this forested are area. Are individual. Like, so he yes. has. Oh, okay. he, it has to be done individually. Oh my God. It's a courage test, right? I would die, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And and so that's the one he picked. That's the challenge that he did. And he completed it. No problems. But we're all watching from the outside. Mm. We are further away. Mm. And it takes a good 10 minutes to walk into this location. And that's how far away we are from him. Mm. So if he needed an extraction, it w- he would still have to wait 10 minutes for us to come in. Yeah. But we were watching from the outside. And from the outside, on the infrared cameras, we're picking up all sorts of stuff. Orbs. And you can see him looking around. He's obviously hearing things. And... You know, we're watching. We're watching it all unfold. You can. Can you hear them? Actually, I, I, I heard footsteps like walking by, and I heard like children oh. giggling. I, I look. I look around, and children giggling. Footsteps. There were nobody in the ten meter radius in that place, right? Mm. Yeah. And and it was so close. It was as if it was behind me. Okay, true. Sound travel at night. I get that, right? Yeah. But it comes to a point where you could hear surround sound of someone walking behind mm. you. <laughs> you could oh feel God, the hair, the you know, the back chills. of your neck all stand up and I was like I was looking around I was looking around and they from the camera watching me live could see orbs 
floating in, stopping, no. and then going to this side where I was looking, and then flying off. Usually, I would say insect. But the way insect's flight pattern is, it's very erratic. Mm. This is very smooth, very controlled. Was it quick? And it stops. Oh, it stops. It, it stops. stops. It's over there. Okay. Oh. Can you describe the orb? Like, is it white in color? No, or it's just? okay because it's infrared. It appears greenish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's very dark because all of this is done yeah. very late at night, mm. right? And then you can see. So the way it moves, I know for a fact, insects very, very erratic the way it flies. And this one is very controlled. Interesting. And then it maybe stops. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to come on the show. Yeah, you can be sure, guys. You can be super rational too. <laughs> And then it goes around him and then it stops somewhere else. So all of us are watching and going, oh crap, this is da 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 and whatever, right? We have our own commentary running uh, on the show. Yeah. So everything's over. We extract him, take you out. Um, he's fine. Then we move on to the next challenge, which happened to be mine. Mm. Now I'm a mum, so mm. it was quite fitting that the challenge I ended up picking and purely by luck, purely by chance, was the Jelangkong challenge, which is a doll that is made of a coconut husk. Okay. And it has real hair, real human hair. And the face of it is the open coconut. You're supposed to feed it chicken legs and bathe it in flour and limau kasturi water. Fuck. So, so specific. Yeah. And each time we do this, we have to repeat a mantra to yes. invoke things. A Javanese mantra. Okay, so you read it. While you are reading it, you are invoking the spirits to come into this item. Oh the jalanko, the doll. So I thought it was, you know, it, it's it, this is not a setup. It's pure chance. And I picked the one where I'm this maternal person and it's yeah. pure chance that I get the doll of all yeah. things. So it's going to come naturally to me, cradling the thing, you know, playing oh with it, bathing it and, and saying the mantra at the same time. Now, it's it's very, very dark because there's no external light right. sources. It's all infrared cameras and everyone's watching from the outside. And I do what I have to do. La. It's one hour, right? So you might as well keep yourself occupied. One hour. And you have to sit within uh, a perimeter. They've okay. already designated an area for you. You're not allowed to leave that area. But you know, you sit, you try and sit cross-legged in that spot for oh an hour. Backside God. also pain, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm standing up, I'm sitting down and I'm sh and I'm shifting all over the place already. But I continue with the invocation, doing whatever it is I'm, I'm supposed to do. And then I hear footsteps and I hear movement in the pocket, mm. the side pocket of forest. And I could hear a voice. It was incoherent, but it was male. Can I it jump was? in at this point? Mm. Yes. So, right. Okay, so she was going through all this. And from outside, even the audience watching the live video, go like, look at that spot in the forest because it's, it's uh, night vision. So, it's, everything is a bit dark, but when something appears, it becomes even blacker. Mm. Right? In the forest area, like, everyone's like, oh, circle it. It's there, it's there. Then we look at it like, yeah, it, it was not there before. And then she turned. So, later on, when we corroborated our story together, yeah. at the same time we spotted it, was the time she heard the voice and she turned. And I turned. Oh, man. Because I'm, I hike at night. Oh, that's so freaky. So, Dude, you know, so... none of this should phase me. I'm, I hear all sorts mm. of stuff at night, right? But there were several things and with the voice and everyone I know is it, they're too far away they're at least 400 meters away from me mm. so I know it's not them and I could see movement in the shadows and I'm turning around I'm still cradling the jalankong looking 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 and it was only later after they had come get me then I realized that I was in a I was I might have been in a trance mm. because mm. they couldn't recognize me I refused to let go of the jalankong yeah and when, when Chi-Chi came and he was like, put it down. I yeah, like, she, no, she no, did I'm not want down. to let go of the... See, so the yeah. challenge is over, put it down. She's yeah. like, no, no. And then she ran off into the forest. Yeah. Do you remember doing that? No. Yes, I don't remember holding on to the jalanko. But what I remember was I got angry and anger filled me. A lot of me. emotions, oh. right? Yes. 
And he knows me well enough. He told them, all, oh, leave her alone. She mm. needs to deal with this herself. Mm. And when I eventually did put the jalangkung down, I was very silent. I was very quiet for a while. And you can tell I'm not a quiet kind of girl. <laughs> and Immediately. <laughs> we, you know, they, they did their thing. They were preparing for the next challenge, which was chichis. Mm. But I took off and I ran into the forest where I heard that male voice. Because how, how, can, I, how can you? I wouldn't let you go no, alone. No. Yeah. Alone, alone. She she ah. ran off alone. Yes. And uh, because I I mean because when you do with supernatural often enough, you kind of as I said, you know the signs. And at that point in time, you don't want to hold her back because she's going to get violent. But she needed to face okay. whatever she needed to face. Yes. And I knew to a to a, some degree of safety that she was not possessed. She was touched, uh, and that she need, she needed to battle it out and let the thing go. And she did. And she came back. She was a bit better. Yeah. So I ran back into the area where I heard that male voice. And I went in there and I said, you will not own me because this is my realm. The night mm. is my realm. I hike at night. I go out into the forest and I do this stuff. I will not let that fear be seeded in my heart. Oh my and, and you see, sometimes when we talk about dealing with the supernatural, you always hear people say, get violent, get angry, get mm. aggressive. And that's what you need to change your chi from fear to anger to override the, the any connection with the supernatural. Exactly. Mm. So that's what I did. But it was only later on when I went outside, then everyone was telling me, Sonia, there was an orb there and then it rested in front of you. Did you feel yeah, it? Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. And I didn't. But Rizan, who is a very spiritually Spiritual, yeah. enlightened person, he told me that there were three child spirits that really liked my maternal energy oh, okay. and followed me. And I was given advice la, how to deal with it. Prior to the challenge, I was given some advice already. Yeah. See, Sonia, there's the three challengers and there's three guys from Drunken Ramblings. Mm. Maybe they should come down. <gasps> oh oh my god. I mean, just, just hearing these stories from you guys really gives me so much creeps. I, I have. I, I, <laughs> Actually, it's the first time I'm it. speaking in depth about it. I've not even yeah. done it on the show yet. Okay. What about the third challenge? That was Chi Chi. Okay, third challenge is Chi Chi. Um, you know, Chi Chi, the brave guy that. The, the, the one that goes off and the balls of, of steel. Uh, balls of titanium, adamantium, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So, there. so the, the Pochong uh, in, in Malay mythology is the barrel shroud that you would bundle uh, the deceased and you bury them. Mm. And uh, again, in the, the, the supernatural belief is that you will see spirits, the Pochong spirit come down and hop around like a Chinese Changsi, right? Oh, the, the zombie, I, thing, is zombie yeah. thing. I call it the, the rabbit sweet. Because it's, it's China oh. on either side. <laughs> yeah, so he had to chant a mantra to invite spirits to come into the pochong, a life-size pochong, yes. and it will move or it should move. And we, because we, we, we took, we, each of us took turns to do it, right? Yeah. Right. Chichi got a 3 a.m. hour, the 3 a.m. time slot. Mm. And you know, if in Supernatural, the 3 a.m. time slot is the witching hour, not 12. But thankfully for him, the, the, the pochong did not move or jump around, but he had a lot of disturbance around him. Mm. But see, Chi Chi is a very strong, his chi is super strong. He has mm. a, a, what the Chinese would say, the sa chi. So spirits don't dare touch him. Interesting. Yeah. But you guys from the outside see everything that's going on. Yeah, we could from hear. From the infrared cameras. See, yeah. You can hear yes. stuff as well. Yeah. So each of these challenges were like one hour long each. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Each. It's about 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Yeah. So by the time they, 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 they come in, as they say, 10 minutes to extract you, right? 10, yes. 15 minutes. You are there for an hour in the dark. Oh my God, you guys are really fearless. Like, yeah, just fearless. I mean, alone in the silence, a lot of things can fuck your mind as yeah. well. It must be insane just yeah. being I there alone. I always thought I was in the best position too because I'm always out at night yeah. in the forest anyway, right? I thought, ah, this is going to be nothing for me. You know, most to most, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna find a couple of insects, hopefully find a snake, mm. you know, that sort of and, thing. And for me, I hate the mirrors. I, I hate. I told them. Mirrors. Oh, you told them? I told them. And that's the challenge. And that's why you that's how somehow you got and the mirror And it's random, challenge. you know, guys. It's not even like uh, we're yeah. we being allocated. It's just random. There's one, two, three in the in envelope, shuffle, and you pick. pick. And I pick. 
you know and mira and sometimes just have to pick the maternity the, the yeah the, the maternal yeah. The whole, how fitting was that you yeah. got the one that you feared and i got the one most suited for me yeah. and then chichi got the one which is probably the most scary you know you hear all these stories guys but i okay sonia's born brave you know i'm not like that from the start <laughs> you know um, she born brave and then now she she got the no supernatural confessions she started sense a bit of slight fear creeping in because now she knows previously she I mean, you don't know and you're ignorant of the supernatural world a sound or a sighting to you is nothing you don't right. you don't it's not mm. the top of mind that this is a hantu correct yes. now everything is a suggest, suggestion yeah. so for me why i even got into supernatural confessions in the way that i'm doing it right now was i was as i said two years of experience i was scared guys i i am not embarrassed to say this mm. i was afraid because when you don't know you're scared about everything yeah. anything mm-hmm. will scare you a bump at night or some of the marble will scare you so the only way i knew how to get over my fear is to throw myself into the supernatural field and seek them out before they find me that's that was my mentality oh, okay. so i somehow face your fears literally like kind yeah of. face my fears yeah. exactly i literally, literally face my fears actually yeah. i'm very curious can we go back a bit mm. like just now when you said like there's a difference between possession and being touched yeah so i thought that you know the moment you lose yourself i thought there was immediately possession and mm. Like, cause in Sonia's case, you don't really remember what was going on at point of time, and you mentioned that it, she was just. There was an attachment, but you attachment. also have to remember that I was reciting something mm. on and on and yeah. on and on and on, and you do go into a zone. Okay. Right. I wouldn't call it a possession. I did get possessive over the Jalanko, but could that have been my maternal mm. instinct kicking in? Wow, that you got so much into the zone that you yes. don't even. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. See that again. This is a perfect example of how Sonia and I. Go on the live show. There's always an alternative point of view, yeah. right? Uh, and and to your question about um, different levels of possession, uh, I can't sit here and say I'm an expert and I I can speak on the topic, mm-hmm. but this is from experiences and from stories that I've gotten. The different levels of possession. There's being uh, tainted by it. There's being attached to it, and then there's a full-on possession. So what I mean by being tainted, you walk into, you walk through a haunted place, and you walk out the other side. Right? You have effectively altered your energy, right? Your vibe or your aura, mm. right? Would have gotten a bit more negative. So I'm using a bit more parascience terminology here. Yeah. And then attachment would be something has attached itself to you, joined join to you either outside on your shoulders or your body or your feet. These are the places that it will join you and it follows you back. So the first one where you are tainted, you know, if you go to funeral and all that, you mm. say, okay, just go back home. Wash. Wash, yeah. take water. You're fine. Pomelo leaves, right? Pomelo leaves, uh, pomegranate, pomegranate. Or, or don't go, don't go straight Not home. Pomelo, but don't go straight home. Yeah. Wait for for morning. Or stop somewhere first before you go yeah. home. Yeah. Mm. So that's the first level. Very easy to get away. Mm. The second level is attachment. That's a weak attachment. Right? Weak attachment. Yeah. Okay. Weak attachment. So I call it being tainted. Like you know, you got a little bit of dirt on you, a little bit of oil stain. <laughs> Wash it off. Stain. Okay. You know, it's a stain. So like just graze past you, kind of thing. Yeah. And attachment is a bit different. Attachment would be, let's say maybe you spend a night in a haunted hotel, right? Mm. And then you feel next day your 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 shoulders start to ache. For some reason, you just have a string of bad luck. You're not feeling too well. You go to doctors. You know, you're you're not feeling well. But doctor says nothing wrong with you, right? And day after day, you feel like you know you're getting weaker, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. That's not a possession just yet. There's just an attachment, mm. which means something has attached itself to you. Usually around the neck, your left shoulder, your right shoulder, and the back of your neck would hurt. Oh my god! You know what this totally reminds me of? Shutter the movie. Yeah, that's an attachment. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah. that's an attachment. Sorry, where it's literally attached to you. Okay. Either on your shoulder, where we believe that it's it's on your shoulder. Or on your ankle. So let's say if you go Thailand and you go shop around and or you go Bali, sometimes you bring back things and that's an attachment. Mm. Attachment may or may not stay with you for long. It could stay with you for a long period of time and then it goes off on its own. But in that time where it stays with you, bad shit happen. Why? Because these are negative entities. And when negative entities stick to you, negativity just comes to you like mm. magnet. 
Why do they attach themselves to you? That's why oh. they say don't anyhow buy things on mm. the streets. Don't anyhow pick up like, things on the yeah, streets. Yeah, it's actually right. also... Oh my goodness. It's yeah. just, you know how many stories <laughs> you're going to get with everything you've just said? You know, bringing stuff <laughs> yes. home from your travels. You you are like, you have a museum at home. Yeah, I think a yeah. one-hour episode is not enough. So we no, need I mean, I can oh visualize you guys. Your homes are like filled with artifacts. Oh. I mean, I feel that you guys have that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, do, we do intend to have a museum one day, but I am not staying there, bro. <laughs> And the last one is possession, which means your 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 aura has been so weakened and you are like a vessel to them. Now, not everybody can get possessed even if you want to. Mm. Because the spirits that possess you have got to be a very high vibration and caliber, uh, which means we're talking about close to demonic entity level. Oh man, okay. And for the same reason, angels don't appear to you and God don't appear to you and only appear to some people. Devils and demons don't always appear to everyone even if you wish for it. Mm. Even if you... You, you play the Ouija board, you go in a 666, you know, circle and trance. Yeah. You may not get it, bro. You yeah. know? Satanic rituals. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to be of a certain time of birth, certain place in your life, and or if you are picked by them, chosen by them, that's when you get possessed. Yeah. But when you get possessed, it is not funny. Like I've been through, after I've been through my own possession case with some, the, my two years, and after that I've seen possession case, even now speaking to you, there are possession cases that I'm handling ongoing right now. These don't make it to podcasts or don't make it to live show because it's too sensitive in nature. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to, it's, I want to respect the family. I don't want to sensationalize their pain. So I don't, I don't air it. But, Possessions happen more often than you think. So possessions are mainly bad. There is no very good. bad. You see Hollywood style possession, Emily Rose. Yeah, that's not far from the truth. Emily Rose is not far from the truth. I, I think there's like a unspoken word between people who manages possessions, right? Because you tend not to be able to find a lot of it online. If you yeah. read, there's an unspoken rule. Yeah, right. A lot of it is mm. personal. Personal. Yeah, they relate personally. Mm. Yeah. Is it is it true also that? The more negative a person is, the easier it is. For oh the yes, bro. So, so how the how this negative entity works is they don't possess you straight away. It takes years. And these things, they have time. They have the benefit and luxury of time to wear you down. Mm. First, they hit you where it hurts. Either career or love. They make you all your relationships just don't work out. That's the fucked up thing. They can they can affect everything because they affect. They, they cannot they cannot convince you because it's free will. Mm. But they can fuck your life up. Yeah. Right. And if you have no faith, no religion, no belief in supernatural, you're not going to seek out redress or any solutions to this. So first, they, they break your relationship, make you lonely, fuck up your career. You have no money. You're desperate. You're in depression. I mean, once you're in depression, and you're feeling negativity. Oh, it's a buffet for any spirits to come to you. And like I said, if you are born in wrong place, wrong time, if you have a purpose for these things to enter your body. That's when they get in. They cause death. They cause you to cause death. Um, and even down to suicides or murder. This happened to people. But it's very sensitive to talk about this in public because when murder happened or suicide happened, you don't want to have to link everything back to the supernatural. Now, it's, how it's are not you right. Prosecute this person you can't. Yeah. if his best defense is going to be I was possessed. Yeah. How are you going to it's prove that? It's not going to stand in law. No, it's yeah. not. It's not going to stand up in a court of law. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how are you going to say, oh, I, um, I did this because... I was influenced. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. So, so usually what the, 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 the demon does is when they possess you, that's always something that they want. And usually, right. it, they want a life. Either you give your firstborn, you take a life, or you give your life, there is always a price to pay. That's crazy. And that's, that's how so possession works. Ah. And possession is so subtle, you will not find anyone who would be willing to say, this is 100% beyond the benefit of doubt, supernatural. It's it's always going to be science. It's going to be medical. It's going to be mental wellness. And if you don't address it fast enough because you know, you're not knowledgeable enough to address it in a supernatural sense, there sometimes is no turning back. You will be mental, full stop. Mm-hmm. And I have spoken 
to some spiritual masters who says the girl came in 10 years already influenced wow. and damaged. So where do we draw a line? Is that medical or is that now supernatural? It's a very, it's a very fine overlap yeah. and it's yeah. very hard for us to say, especially in a supernatural field, this is what it is. We cannot. It's a great area already. Mm. Does, How does a religion come into play? Like going to church or the temples help with your the possession or the ghost that's attached to you and do it ward them off? Yeah, I believe so because uh, faith is a very strong, positive and uh, vibration. Mm. Uh, we, uh, believe so, in something. Believe. Yeah, so we're talking about vibrations here. So it's not just uh, a particular religion but all religion, they work on mantra, they work on chanting, they work on faith and belief. Mm. And once you have a positive belief, if you, even if you anchor your, your belief in a god, right, any of the god that you believe in, that strength of belief creates a positive vibration. Mm. And if you go to a church or a temple where there's a chanting or, or, or singing, that vibration cleanses you. I probably assume that the possessed person don't know what was what's going on. Sometimes right? they don't want to go. Especially when you hear possessed person, they will stop going to church, they will stop going to mosque, they will stop going to do prayers. They will not do and, it. And what, but I don't know if this is too sensitive to say, but what, do, what else do they usually do? Is it just destroy the lives of people around them or they just stay at home and destroy themselves? So Destroying yourself is destroying a life anyway. So right. they will either hurt others, most time they'll hurt themselves. And so when you hurt mm. yourself, you hurt the lives of those around you. The people mm. that love yeah. you, the, the people that you love. Have so, you ever encountered or seen like a person is maybe possessed by a Chinese demon or something but then he <laughs> is a Christian and then it doesn't really work because of the faith or I mean if, is there such a thing that's a good I, question yeah. yeah that's a very good that's question that's a good question because we, we spoke about this once mm-hmm. on okay. one of our earlier episodes mm. where we spoke about how the Muslim faith during the fasting month they right. said that all the demons and, and all the bad entities are locked away but it, it happened during the Chinese ghost month where we believe that it's all released so right. who's released and who's locked up yeah <laughs> You know, so you have, do you have a, like a Malay ghost? Do you have a Chinese ghost? Yeah. Is that, is that race right. in yeah. hell? Like, yeah. So, so then we ended up having to talk about maybe even the entities have certain party lines. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. could could that possibly could, be? Could be, should be. But I think uh, this is where uh, is based on a personal opinion. Right. Um, I I choose to see um, spirits as without any specific lines like spirits are negative vibrations mm. and how they appear to you is based on your belief because that's how it makes sense to you yes. like I would not appear to you in a Victorian gown carrying my head my <laughs> bloody head because you're not going to be afraid right. you know Ernie you probably look at it and you go like wow Right. Yeah. So then I don't ha- I don't instill fear in your heart. So what's my purpose then? But if I come in a white gown and long black hair, you know that's fear in the Asian context. That's mm. cultural appropriation. Right. Mm. It's so, what you associate yeah. with you. You know the culture of you growing up. That's how you see fear. Mm. You grow up on a staple of movies and and shows and superstition and law. Growing up, this is what you should look out for. This is what you should yeah. be afraid of. So they will always appear to you in forms that you recognize. Mm. I did an experiment, and this is something that I would. Show I don't think I shared this on my own channel even. I'm going to share this with you guys on Drunken Rambling. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is this is an exclusive. Exclusive. Alright guys, we're going to take a break now to talk about our sponsor, Tanga. All good podcasts start their sponsorship journey with a sex toy sponsor. Oh yeah. Uh, Ivan, what's going on? Uh, can I come in? Hey, what's going on, ah? Uh? Bro, you know, just using my Tenga spinner. Spinner? What's that? Beyblade, ah? Uh? Tenga, you don't know? The Japan sex toy company, world famous. Sex toy? Hey, how do you feel, ah? Uh? Bro, you know, feels like the real thing. Oh my god. Hey, I got so many questions. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I need to finish up. Shut up. Bye.
and on to the show. <laughs> we, we, we found a place that looked visibly haunted. Okay. Dilapidated, broken down doors, rooftops compl- collapsing, right? Um, if you walked in, and if I don't tell you the history of this place, you would think it's a haunted house. But when we walked in and we did our investigation, we found zero, nothing, no haunting whatsoever, guys. And then we said, okay, you know what? Let's experiment this. What if we tell people that this place is haunted? And we tell them a story about what the previous occupants have felt and seen. Right, we are planting suggestions, mm. yeah. and we wanted to know whether suggestions would Im- impact um, paranormal investigation. Mm, yeah. the power of, su- of power, suggestions. Power suggestions. Yes. Thank you, Sonia. Right, uh, and so when we went to that control group, and it says, "Oh, you know this place, you hear slamming of doors, you were, you know, we tell them the whole story, right? right. No, the background is there was a murder <laughs> there. You know, the whole family, we, we, we BS our way through, right? Yeah. But it was such a convincing story because people want to believe. Yeah. Right. And so it went in and we started doing investigation as well. Right. And the funny thing is our devices all detected things. Oh my God. So was the place haunted to begin with that we didn't detect the first time around? Or was it because the collective belief that the place is haunted created that energy and vibe nice. that caused the haunting? Yeah. Very nice experiment. I think nice it's fear that attracts. But now the question is your fear has a tangible outcome to electronic magnetic field or shadow walking? Or no, you know? no. My, I think what happened yeah. Have been you've already planted fear. Yeah. They feel the fear. Yeah. It becomes tangible, right? And then it attracts the entities. Oh, but yeah. So, but what's the science okay, behind that, that? That's another perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is a side of science that has not been again discovered yet. And maybe we call it quantum physics. I don't know, but I, I frankly am not that far in my research to know to use the right terminologies. But we did yeah. the experiment, and I was like, I don't quite know how to explain this. But it's very much like placebo effect. You know, when, yeah. you, when you tell someone that uh, by taking this you're going to be cure, it is by your faith alone that you get better. Fear is the same. So now the question that I have for our audience listening in is. Mm. Could it be the Asian mindset that there is ghosts in every corner of our country mm-hmm. and that everything that we do is based on superstitious belief that then creates this haunting? Because when you go to places like Jerusalem and you ask them about ghost stories, they go like, no one here believes in ghosts. And there is zero ghost stories out from Jerusalem. Mm. So is that because it's our mindset and our belief that creates the haunting? I don't know. It's a, it's a chicken and egg easy. issue, That's isn't a it? a super interesting experiment. Chicken yeah. and egg. Yeah. Which came first? Interesting, interesting. <laughs> but really, mind blown. I've never yeah. thought about it this way though. Or like a building where you go in and use oh. it as a church and you start praying and there's a positive vibration then it yeah. becomes a holy sacred ground yeah. so I think just on, on that discussion alone oh. an unhaunted place could be a haunted place John. I mean even abandoned That's churches could become haunted oh gosh, yeah. right because That's the, the true. congregation yeah. is not there have you guys ever experienced anything during the daytime yeah I have Like uh, there are some houses that we went to in the day things also start moving and that's when you know you're dealing with an entity that is of a different level entirely yeah they have enough energy to move things because mm. it takes a lot of energy mm. and that's why all your devices will drain they suck energy yeah. mm. so the first sign is when there's an entity around your devices start to malfunction uh, they may not be strong enough to move things mm. but you will see a flicker in a light your phone will just turn off by itself battery will start to drain and then next level is when your bottles start to topple your lights start to topple they're trying to show you that they're there mm. and there were extreme cases in Golden Mile where um, Golden Mile pen yeah so we put four pens on the table right? and the middle pen flew across the room <laughs> right from that table to where your toilet is and then you go could it be the wind <laughs> gale force oh my god <laughs> yeah. but uh, only the middle the middle pen is affected you know so so many times when we see things like that, it, it goes against the understanding of science and paranormal. Uh, and, you know, Even common sense. Yeah. yeah, And that's where you have to tell yourself in paranormal field that this is an unnatural phenomenon. You don't go and say, this is a hantu. You know, that's not, mm-hmm. not science enough. You've got to go, that's an unnatural phenomenon <laughs> because you know, things are not supposed to happen that way in science. Yeah. 
Um, so I I went to a house and I was I was given a call at 3am in Tampines remember the story? Mm. Mm. famous story because it was one of those stories that I would never forget the day I died got a call 3am went out to the house and I saw a mother a father and his two children if this was a prank call it was not done by this demographic so I spoke to the father he was very aggressive he was like ah this is rubbish like, this is rubbish you know rubbish I spoke to the wife the mother she's like oh thank you for coming down thank you uh, can you just come in and check my house to see if it's haunted or not right and the two children were obviously quiet so I went in and 99 out of 100 times right a place even if it's haunted I would not be able to detect any haunting because ghosts don't just appear to you and go like alright investigators yeah, here let me show my moves no right because you've got to do a lockdown a 7 to 7 lockdown and maybe in that 30 seconds from a 7pm to 7am something might happen so when I go into the house and I do my thing I did not think for a moment that it might show itself right I walked to the middle of the living room there was a Christmas tree everything was clean it was the most unhaunted house I've ever seen it was super Catholic there was an altar Mother Mary you know it's, it's, it's pleasant right and it's like why would a family like that say this house is haunted but Obviously, looking at the family's behavior, you do not think it's a hoax. Then I stood in the middle of the living room and I said, if there's any entity here, show yourself. Mother Mary toppled off the altar. (laughs) I looked at the family, the family looked at me. You know, everyone obviously acknowledged that. And I said, it must be the wind. (laughs) (laughs) That's my first response also. (laughs) Typhoon in the house. <laughs> no, the windows are all closed. The aircon's on. Maybe it's the aircon, right? Very strong. Um, <clears throat> if I run away now, this goes to the end of my cred, right? Yeah. So I said, <laughs> if that ent- so when you do paranormal investigation, you always ask for confirmation because the first time could be an, an anomaly. Yep. Yep. If you're an entity that have done that, show me another sign. The rosary beads burst and all the beads start falling. Are you serious? Come on. Oh bro. my oh. god! At that point of time, guys, I swear to you, I wanted to run out. The rose balls the rose buds burst. burst. Like you, how do you? The wind cannot do that. Is the aircon on like sixteen degrees and blowing I, very I hard? Know, maybe the the, 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 the not the wire or something inside. It's like all like what's the oh my what God. is your explanation for that? Even Miss Super Rational right here cannot give you right an at answer. the point that it was like just yeah, silence and on the, the family. The family, how did they react? They were at the door. They were, their backs were packed by the time I got yeah, there. Yeah, because they're ready to bolt. They were, they, they, they placed the key on the table. Know that they're near make me like all of ten minutes. Stay here. We are going off to the hotel tonight. They go. They took their luggage and they went off. Right. I stood there. Now, this is where knowledge plays a part. If I had no knowledge of the paranormal, the supernatural, or any other signs that I knew now, I would be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I'm going to go out, yeah. right? I stopped. I took a deep breath. I go like, I asked a few questions. I said, is this a new house? Is this a new second-hand house? Did you just moved in? Because if you did, then the haunting would make sense. Maybe I would, could be the previous owner have left something behind. Yeah. No, we've been here for 20 years. So it's not a haunted place. Could there be something that was invited in? No, these are all Catholic family. You don't even dabble in your cult. Mm. So not something they brought in. Could this be a curse? Maybe it's a curse, right? First mm. thing, elimination, elimination, elimination. Maybe it's a curse. Talk to the husband. He's a businessman. Ah, maybe businessman, right? Mm, rival. Rival yeah. in, in, in business. You know, maybe even womanizing, right? Yeah. Uh, but his business is bad. So I would assume that his business must be good in order for rival to be jealous. Yeah. And maybe not him the mother the mother is a housewife what you fight with the market uncle and the kids <laughs> it's the kids right so we talk about the kids but the kids one guy is like you know it's, it's, both of them like you know really wholesome so very, I didn't, I didn't think much young. very young one's 17 one's in army I was like no but army army goes from Tekong don't follow you out of Tekong Tekong stays in Tekong mm. again that's a knowledge 
right, of what token yeah. goals are. So I said, what am I dealing with? So if I stay here tonight, will I be harmed? No, whatever that is harming this family has a target. And I'm not the target. So because I knew my paranormal law, I was okay to stay because mm-hmm. I knew I was not a target. Mm-hmm. So I had that level of confidence. And I mean, long story short, I mean, everyone probably heard the rest of the story on my own channel, but we found out that it was a younger son who was dabbling in the occult for oh, luck and fortune. Serious? Yes. For luck and fortune. Yes, because uh, at 17 years old, you want women, you want power, you want money. So you wow. see? So through elimination, you start to understand the rationale. So he admitted it. Lah. He didn't really admit it, to be honest, but I, I sort of entrapped him. Uh. I saw his tattoo, and he has names on it, both male and female names. I said, and so I, because I know what I knew with the house, and I saw the names, I was like, where are those names for? Are you, are you like bisexual? You put the names of your ex-boyfriend mm. and girlfriend. He said, no, it's my friends. They died. I was like, whoa, whoa. How old are you? 17? You got, what, nine friends who had passed away? Cannot be, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then I, I, I made the call, right? I made the assumption that he was dabbling in something occultic. So I, I, I put this line out. I said, how many of you were involved in the ritual? He said, just 10 of us. Now, that's an attractment because he has just confessed that there is a ritual. Very yeah. unwittingly. Yeah. Wow, how must his parents feel though? Like, I mean, then there's a lot of things that we don't tell their parents because uh, I, so sometimes when we, what we do is we, we want to solve the problem. We don't want to cause more problems. Yeah, yeah. Like social problems and family problems. Like, okay guys, I solved the haunting problems but good luck with your son. Mm. You know? yeah. we don't, we're not going to do that. But actually for this case, since he's dabbled into it, right? the mm. thing is obviously haunting them now in the house. Yeah. How does one get out of it? So I brought in spiritual... Uh, master's in Oh okay And I said This is a blood debt blood I cannot debt. solve it It's a blood debt Somebody Owes this yeah, demon Something A promise that was not delivered mm. So I went up to the guy I said You know What do you promise No no I didn't do anything I didn't deny it like, Deny all the way like. mm. I said Nine of your friends died You're the last one left You decide like, Whatever you made the promise You deliver Because I'm going to go home after this I've, I can't do anything more yeah. uh, A few years later I met up with him again the, the family invited me down For Chinese New Year He's still alive And he's changed His demeanor Everything changed So I go like Oh Payback already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, so, so a lot of things he would deny, but when you plant a pointed question and he answers that, it kind of reveals anything. So that was actually very... That is one of my, my cases that I was dealing with that was... I mean, just on my mind, you get paid for all these No, cases. I don't. I don't. You don't? Uh, only I don't get paid for any of this. I don't want to get paid for any of this. Uh, the minute you start charging money, then it becomes a service. Yes, and then there's expectations. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, it's different from like the, the ghost. And mm. the, I mean, the, the katong, all those stores, the ghost Oh, oh uh, hunt, ghost hunters, ghostbusters. Yeah. It's different. It's father different. And son. No, uh, I mean, they do it for business and they have gifts, right? Uh, so whether they, whether they are true or not is really up to the customers to, 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 uh. to, to create a testimonial. Uh, but I'm not here to steal people's business because right, right, first right. of all, mm-hmm. I'm not a supernatural or, or, or a spiritual master. I'm not. Okay. I'm just a guy who'd go in, document, and then I would then give you certain recommendations. I say, for mm. example, Ernie, you're facing all this and I ask you for your religion and your faith and I said, I'm going to call some friends in to help you out. Is that okay? Mm. And I do referrals because the people that I call and they say they come down, they're not doing this as a living. So they're not going to charge you $5,000, $8,000 to as a, you know, say you give umpao, you give whatever, right? Mm. And it's a and, calling. Right? And they, if I go up to them and say, this family needs help, they would believe me because I would have then done my evaluation and when they come down, they know because it's a recommendation from me, I'm not going to sabo them. Mm. I'm going to do my documentation, which means that it protects them, it protects you. As a homeowner, if there's a documentation and kind of proof, right? right if there's any dispute, there is that evidence to speak of in some sense. Because there's no union to protect you, protect him. Yes. Right? And if there's no nothing to protect him, why should any spiritual master come down without getting handsomely paid to help you? Mm. Look at that Novena case where that snake lady. Right? Someone did the best of his intention and then... Is that the, the church one, right? The church yes. one. That one was pretty famous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So why would anyone really help you for? 
right? But mm. I mean, you are desperate and there's help that I can get. So I become the bridge to allow that help to come in mm. because then I create the documentation to protect both of you. And I don't, I don't want to get paid because when, the minute you start paying me even a cent, oh, I get what you changes. mean. It changes yeah. the yeah. mind Mindset, and everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes an obligation. Then there are mm. expectations to meet. Mm. And everyone expects you to solve problems. And then oh, yeah, if I tell yeah. you, oh, bro, I'm sorry, I can't. Eh, but I pay you already. Uh. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, uh, and so many things are not quantifiable, yeah. right? Yeah. Very true. And I know you got to run, uh, so we won't keep you too much longer. But really appreciate you guys uh, sharing. It's a, it's been a wonderful. It's a different direction episode, from yeah. what we expected, but it's awesome. Everything. What were you expecting? No, I'm, yeah. I mean, we just wanted to talk about the show more, you know, but then we went deep into possession, which yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean, yeah, we don't know anything about it. I mean, because you guys, uh, I mean, the audience who cannot see us on the podcast, um, Drunken Ramblings have been feeding us with good quality. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, no, no, it's good. It's, it's, um, and the stuff that you guys are hearing tonight is uh, is stuff that you don't get to hear on our channel. And this is the real shit. Uh, you can find us on Supernatural Confessions. Uh, SupernaturalConfessions.com is our URL. Uh, from there, you find us on YouTube, on Facebook. Just search Supernatural Confessions on YouTube. On Facebook, you'll find us. My email address is bigdickugene at gmail.com. Actually, that's not true. It's uh, pilgrim at eugenetay.com. <laughs> I know for a fact. <laughs> Alright, then Those this were my is the best ones. way to end the show. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, don't forget to check us out on the Drunken Ramblings podcast. This is Ivan, Big Dick Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot copy someone hey. else's joke. La. <laughs> <laughs> cannot copy Get someone your else's own. joke. <laughs> Alright, see you guys. <laughs> Out. Thank you for joining us here on the Drunken Ramblings podcast. If you have stayed all the way to the end, here's a drink to you. Do follow us on Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your shows. You can reach out to us on TDR Pod or Drunken Rambling Studios on Facebook or Instagram. Same, same everywhere. And remember, just because, because you are drunk, drunk, drunk uh, doesn't, doesn't mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>